expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. would have had serious consequences for the world financial system but may also have empowered the people of Africa, something black activists say the US wants to avoid at all costs We're slicing cake We're slicing cake We're slicing cake Gaddafi didn't give up. In the months leading up to the military intervention, he called on African and Muslim nations to join together to create this new currency that would rival the dollar and euro. They would sell oil and other resources around the world only for gold dinars. It's an idea that would shift the economic balance of the world. Countries' wealth would depend on how much gold they have, not how many dollars they trade. And Libya has 144 tons of gold. Welcome, welcome everyone to Pando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Dave from LA, coming to you live from FEMA Region Number 6. Today is June the 5th, 2019. It is a, it's a Wednesday, isn't it? It's Wednesday. It's, I, I, I kind of got messed up on my days. We got Pastor Chief here, our co-host, and Scotty, our co-host there uh, in studio. Um, want to just thank you all, and we're going to have a live show for you today. Anytime, if you'd like to call in, give us a call, 704-802-5056. 704-802-5056 is the call-in number. We'd love to hear from you. But the reason why we can have Tando Radio Show and Black Talk Radio Network is because of the network have, has been established, and there's been support that it's had in the past that is able to get it to where it is. But that, that support, support needs to increase from the everyday listener of Black Talk Radio Network. And so please, everyone, support the network. You can do that by making a financial donation to the network at www.blacktalkradionetwork, the home website for this network. Make a monetary donation there so that you can make sure that the shows and the programming that you have deemed as being necessary and relevant will be there in the future on air. Also, you, the best way you can support the network is by being a member inside of its social media platform known as BTR Community. BTR Community is a social media platform that has been put together for you so that you can engage in all of your social media activities without being as adversely affected and you don't have to worry about your identity being stolen. This also supports the, net, the, the network. And this, the social media platform is a membership for only $24 per year, not per week, not per uh, day, not per month, but per year, $24 a year. And that will help support the network and, meet, and maintain its overall financial uh, goals being met to be able to stay on air. So please definitely do that. Also, if you would like to acquire real money, 
then go to Prosperity Mint, P-R-O-S-P-E-R-I-T-Y-M-I-N-T.com, ProsperityMint.com, and check out what's in inventory there. Then uh, email info at Prosperity Mint. Say that you're a Tando Radio Show listener, that uh, I actually advise you to, to give them a call. Dave sent you, and they will contact you and just explain the overall buying process that's to your advantage to make sure that you know it. It won't be used for a sales call or anything else. And this is where you need to be exchanging your debt instruments, your slave wage, or what is actually what's, what's actually being compensated to you that is a depreciating uh, instrument into a monetary sovereignty and something that never could lose its value, can never go to zero. Paper contracts of silver and gold can go to zero but actual physical silver and gold is impossible, can't go to zero because it is a form of money, okay? So cash is not a form of money, it's, it's currency. So make sure that uh, you do that. Okay, so we're going to jump into what's in the news, but before we do that, what up, Pastor Keith? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, ready to go in today's show. And so we're going to jump into what's in the news, um, but also – let me just, um, you know, yesterday I missed some, some very important articles uh, for what's in the news, and so sometimes that, that's going to happen, and, and Keith, Keith looks to, a, lot, a lot of times that happens. So let me just, oh, no, I got them all. I got them all. I just checked. I did get them all. Okay, great. So we're going to get into what's in the news, uh, and then we're going to get back into today's show. And today's show topic is, Things are brewing into a real global crisis, part three. So here we go. Uh, first, so first article comes from Business Insider. The corporate bond market is firing a warning shot for stock investors. Check out that article that's there. Next article, great article from Global Times. Global Times is a Chinese, uh, is, is actually one of uh, China's uh, uh, syndicated government uh, news um, agencies, agents, agencies. Excuse me. So they um, they actually carry news that the Chinese government um, puts puts out, and so it's known as Global Times. And I like to get a, a you know articles from there because I always think that is really really relevant. So the article comes from Global Times. China is ready. China is ready to join Russia for great progress for BRICS. SCO. And so that's uh, really, really, really important. And, and the uh, SEO, BRICS is the, the nations of countries that have come together. And, and, and to me, I, I, I categorize this. This is the financial and military form of what is going to replace NATO. It's known as BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. But there's hundreds of countries that are in that overall uh, organization, but those are the headlining ones. I think that Germany, M Mexico wants to be a part of it. Turkey's going to join. Uh, Germany is going to join. France is going to join. Japan will end up joining as well. The, uh, Korea will join. So that's going to be, in my opinion, what's in the new economy, in the new global, global structuring, those are, that is going to be what's going to replace the World Bank and uh, NATO, and it's going to be headlined by these countries. Um, I don't think that the U.S. will, will join anytime soon until it is dissolved 
as the untied states of the America of America. And whatever's left, the remnants of the untied states of America, the other states that have actually left the, the United States, they will join first. Then ultimately the the uh, much, much smaller, much more uh, uh, um, fragmented former United States will will limp in um, into into the BRIC nations as as well. That's and I guess I should really, really well. We really need to, to, to discuss that and, and how that and that that is really going to be significant. It's huge. So that's um, what's going on there. So here's the subtitle: Chinese president said Tuesday, yesterday, that his country is ready to join Russia in achieving great progress for the cooperation among the BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and the nations, other nations that aren't listed there in the acronym, but is over 100 of them, hundreds of them, not hundreds, but over 100 of them, and the development of the Shanghai Co- uh, Cooperation Organization, known as SCO, done deal. So check out that article um, is there. So next article, this one is a, a YouTube video from RT International. Keith sent me this one. It was um, uh, Peter Schiff, uh, the Great Recession, uh, Great Recession Coming, and they're talking about for the U.S. So check out that. Uh, next article, this is from RT International. Deutsche Bank confiscates 20 tons of Venezuelan gold after default on swap agreement. Germany's biggest lender, Deutsche Bank, has taken control of 20 tons of gold belonging to Venezuela as collateral after Congress defaulted on a gold swap agreement valued at $750 million U.S. dollars. The seizure comes a part of a deal. Let me talk, uh, move this down. So that is, uh, what, and what happened with, with, with this one is that Venezuela has, but see, Deutsche Bank confiscating that gold is really a smart move because Deutsche Bank is German and it is under, and Deutsche Bank in Germany is moving towards and has already made, well, I'm going to just say, and they they are probably one of the strongest allies of Russia and vice versa. So Venezuelan gold is really still under Venezuelan control. Deutsche Bank owns it, but I think Venezuela and Russia controls it. So it's really a smart move. Really, 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 really a smart move. And Keith is looking at me like, what are you talking about, David? Am I reading that? Because I, I, I look at these banks, and that's part of the, part of the world banking system. Mm-hmm. And sure, you can say it's a smart move, mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter, those banks are doing whatever the heck they want. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, Keith. And, and what I mean by that, so let me explain why I say that that was a smart move. Because remember, the Bank of England has, has uh, doesn't want to give Venezuela back their gold. And the Bank of England is also the same people that, well, that goes into a different matter, yeah. but it goes back into what I'm saying. These banks... Sure, they're controlling everything, they're doing whatever sure, they right, want to do. Right. Because really, if we go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, because you're right. I think, I, I, and I think what you're saying is very valid. These banks are destroying life as we know it. Oh, without a doubt. 
and, and really there's things that they can do if they came up with the world tax on the wealthy. It would fix, it, it could literally fix this whole collapse that we're about to suffer globally. But see, for the, for the banking system, it's, it's, there is nothing wrong with the, the, the global economy. It's perfect. Well, yeah, because again, because they benefit you know, they, from it, yeah. they control at, it. At destruction, they reap great benefits. So it, it would be remiss for us to ask someone to do something that's going to harm them. It's not remiss because. No, no, no let me finish, Chief. Okay, because what I mean by that is that the the banking system is set up to exploit the everyday person, right? Absolutely. Okay, so the bank. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean it's set up? The, 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 the actual business model, the objective of the banking system is to enslave every single human living species on this planet it one way or now. another. And person. Yes. It is now. It is, but it, it, it used to be. No, no, it always has been. It, it's, it's never not been that. It's just always been progressively moving to a more draconian stand. Okay. But the, the banking system is actually was put into place it was actually structured. It became a business model to exploit people. 1917? No, no, wait. No, no, no. Prior to that. The, the, the origin, how the banking structure was originated was, was actually to steal from people. But they had to do it slowly, and they had to have an asymmetrical plan to do it. So the banking system is extremely healthy. Okay, one more question. And, and when you talked about the banking system, you're talking about the the the, the charterized global yes banking system. Yes, the charterized global banking system. Okay. Yes. It's All extremely right. healthy. There's nothing wrong with the economy. Where is something wrong with the economy is for those that are burden bearers, for those that are benefiting from the health of the economy. Sure. So that's what you're speaking of. So for for us to say the banks should do this, no, the banks are doing exactly what they should be doing because they're doing what, they're following their business plan, their business model, and their objectives. The thing is this: is that we, the people, have to stop allowing the banking system to exploit us. You need to come up with something different that is going to be in your best interest because you can never ask the devil to give you a blessing. Okay. Because if, right. Because right. if you ask the devil to give you a blessing, it's going to be the blessing of a curse. The banking system. What, which the word blessing that. really does mean. That's, that's, that's the origination of the word blessing is, is really a curse. Hey, Dave. So it, it's very, 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 very important that we differentiate yeah. and, and, and strategize ourselves correctly. So, so it needs to be overthrown. Yeah. Uh, uh, one step before, I would say uh, not overthrown. I I I, I want to say something. I think we need to remove our participation. But let let me um, let me grab Scotty real quick. Yeah, go ahead, Scotty. Yeah, I have a question along those lines. Good morning to you. Um, Good morning, my brother, Pastor Keith, and the listeners. Um, I don't know if you saw um, this news that came out earlier this week, it might have even been last week, but um, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders are proposing, um, you know, that the post office provide banking services. Now, I don't have a lot of details on that, but 
the context in which I read it was saying that these payday lenders and, you know, they were talking about, uh, uh, I mean, he even, you know how they say this, a Christian nation and how Republicans try to, you know, uh, uh, wear Christianity on their sleeves like they're a part of your God or something. But he said mm-hmm. now the Bible and even uh, in Islam, the Quran speaks uh, uh, prohibits usury. And, you know, if, for those that don't know what usury is, that's interest. That's interest on those loans that they make. There's like, you know, in, in terms of, I don't know what the Quran says about it, but they're very similar. Um, but the Bible says, you know, you don't charge interest. You know, if you're going to lend somebody but, some money, lend them some money. Don't got you? It. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt when but you go did. back. I know. But it, it's so he can continue making his point. Yeah. But if you look at the original Bible, it was the Jews weren't supposed to charge their brother's usury. They could charge everybody else's usury. Okay. So, go ahead. Okay. Um, but there's a number of scriptures in there and it's, it do say brothers, but if you, but you could say that about Christians, if you can call yourself a Christian nation and you're going to follow principles, um, you know, that then, you know, you should, but anyway, getting to what Sanders and them are proposing, I believe that they're proposing that, you know, the post office be able to cash checks and stuff and not charge these people like payday lending. Now, in terms of getting loans from the post office, I don't, I don't know. So this is something perhaps that we should research um, because I don't, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, I know it would be a good thing yeah. if, if people could cash checks and not have to go to payday lenders where, you know, it's like what upwards of 20%, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And so I, 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 I'd wanted to know, you know, if you had heard about that and if you had any thoughts about it. Uh, go ahead, Pastor Chief. I guess you heard about it. Uh, yeah, and there's a couple of things that you have to consider, Scott. It kind of goes back to the conversation we were having. These people are on, they're hell-bent to destroy so you heard this. You, you, yeah. heard, you heard about what Scotty was talking yeah. about. You were, sh- you were saying yes when you Right, okay. and, and if, even if you go back before that, Scotty, there's been, uh, and the Senate and everybody else has been involved with it because, you know, if you look at the post office, they said they were all in all this financial trouble. Well, they're not, and they weren't. They put them in there trying to destroy them to allow entities to buy them so that they can go private. Right. Well, you know, and like Scotty was saying is that he, he um, was saying he doesn't know if it's good or bad, but we need to. Because I didn't hear. This is the first that I've heard about it was when Scotty brought it up. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I'm in the same boat as, as Scotty. I have my, my suspicions, and I have my things that um, – that, that I think about it, but I want to wait until I find out more uh, okay. uh, about it. But no, 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 Keith. But you, you, you. I agree with Scotty. You, you, um, you were as soon as Scotty said it, you said you were shaking your head to yeah. me. Yeah, that you that you heard of that. Well, yeah, the I expression think. that you had on your face that I saw. It goes back to what we were saying a few minutes ago. Scotty's exactly right. But the problem is goes back to the other conversation we were saying. That's right. Scotty's right. It would be good for the people, but. That's the last thing that these people are worried about. And he, he touched on another thing. If you look at these uh, these uh, lending institutions and stuff like that that Scotty mentioned, 
those were not long ago were flat out illegal because it's nothing but loan shark rates. Yeah, no, right, right, it's loan shark. Well, you know what? The, the, and the key, the whole thing is that the whole banking system is completely. It it is a malevolent agenda that you know what it does is that it doesn't. My brother said it best to me one time. He said, "David, be careful of those that don't run." Because their plan is to walk you down. Man, I, man, my brother just seeded me with so much. And, and so be careful of those that don't run because their plan is to walk you down. And so like Scotty said, he doesn't know. I don't know. And Keith, you were basically saying, but you don't know. You don't know, but you, you've heard of it. And the whole platform of everything we need to take a look at so that we can see some of the, the, the walk-you-down tricks that they may have embedded, or if there are some beneficial things that are there that are really sincere. Because maybe sometimes people get a change of heart, you know, and, and everything else, and keep you looking side-eye because we should be looking side-eye because there's a lot of things. But there are some things that we need to. We should be focusing. This is an issue we should be focusing really on, and it needs to be agendized. This is the thing. If someone is going to be negotiating about you, that means that they're using you as leverage for themselves. The negotiation should start by who? You should be at the table of negotiation. Because if you're not at the, at the table of negotiation, that means that you're the one that they're negotiating over. You're being what's served. Exactly. And somebody, you know, I read something the other day, and it actually came to, from somebody that, uh, that uh, I don't have much respect for anymore. Um, it came from the uh, the secretary of HUD. What's his name? Car- Car- uh, ben Carson. Ben Carson, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, 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 anyway, but he said something. He says, you know what? The problem is that Americans are looking at politicians to solve their problems without the consideration that maybe it's the politicians that are the source of their problems. He's absolutely right. He's absolutely but right. it's the system that's the source of all of your real problems. You absolutely you cannot engage in the way the in way the corporate structure economy is without being someone that is subjugating someone else. What Scotty said it best yesterday when it came about. Remember what Scotty said yesterday when he was talking about the 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 foreign policy of the United States. Remember when Scotty said that the foreign policy of the United States is to expl- is to is is uh, they perpetuate war crimes. It makes war and criminals they, of us all. Makes and it makes us uh, uh, war criminals of us all. That's exactly how this financial system works as well. You are you are subjugate you are you are in a system that subjugates and enslaves. So it makes you an overseer and a taskmaster of us all. Well, Dave, let me let me let me hit dry that home though in a real tangible way. Now I've circulated memes of 
the six major banks that are involved in not only underwriting private prisons, but making sure that they can run their day-to-day operations with money flow and what have you. And I'll ask people to boycott those banks, you know, and, um, you know, because my mom used to be with Wells Fargo until I told her that, and then she dropped them and, and got in a teacher's credit union with my sister. And, and so... I mean, that right there, if you know, let's, for example, you you got a bank account with Wells Fargo, and they're the second largest investor in GEO Group, which is the private prison enslavers that's mistreating those human beings down there at the border. You know, I'm going to leave politics out of it. These are human beings, okay, and they're being mistreated. And, and so if you know that Wells Fargo the money you deposit with Wells Fargo is being used to sustain uh, legalized slavery and human trafficking, then you 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 might well call yourself a slaver too. It's different if you don't know. But when you know, you're responsible for what you know. And it makes us exactly, Scotty, and that's a real tangible, and that goes for all forms and fashions of things. We're complicit in this whole thing. And that's why we have to take a look at, oh, shoot, I am. Because I know I'm complicit in this. I was complicit in some. And now once you do know, now you're responsible for what you do know. Are you going to remove your energy from that, or are you going to excuse and make excuses as to why you need to do that? And I have to do that. Because there's a lot of things that that this whole thing, we, it was convenient, and it was actually made into a web that there is no place that's not covered by this web. You can't walk through it without the webs being attached to you. So what do we have to do? It's time to clean all of the webs, and that means that we can't go into that cave because once you go into that cave, there's still a, a, a spider webs, they're going to get on you. So, yes, very, 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 very true. And that is a real practical thing to look at. And there's, there are stance, and, there, and we have to know these things, see what they are, see the truth for what it is. And now we either stand with the truth or we excuse the truth away with our lives. And so very, very important, very relevant. Next article. Um, uh, Chief sent me an article. I mean, showed me an article yesterday. And, and let me just tell you how it works. You know, we're Chief got this real small phone, and, and my eyes aren't that bad. I mean, aren't that good anymore. So Chief, Chief, what he does is that during the show, he'll pop up an article and he'll put it right in my face, right in the middle of me speaking, and and, and put it right in my face and expect me to be able to to read it. Instead of Keith just saying, hey, Dave, I got this article right here. He likes to shove it in my face. So yesterday, Keith shoved an article that I really couldn't see or read, and it was um, that I could see some of it was where Nevada was giving voting rights to? 20,000. 20,000? What's that, Keith? Felons. So, giving the voting rights back to felons. Giving the voting rights back to felons. Nevada was. So... Now, you know, Florida had done that, and uh, they voted to do that. However, that's still being blocked, even though the vote has passed 
It's not, and that's it's not being think, blocked, Keith. It's not being blocked. What they've done is put a poll tax on it. And what that poll, what, what you know, people been using that as a metaphor for what they're doing. Like when you come out of prison and you're on probation, you had to pay. You had to pay for your probation. You had to pay for everything. You get charged a lot of fees and and what have you. If you owe any money to, let's say, uh, the victims or whatnot, because you got you know you see people get sentenced to a crime and then they get fined. You know, and and so you know if you haven't paid all that money back, if you haven't, if you're still. Um, Owing the state money, they're saying that no, you Florida. We're talking about Florida, saying that those villains, even though the people, and this was done, this was spearheaded. This wasn't done through the Florida legislature. This was done by a ballot initiative that was led by former prisoners and what have you. And and so they got it. It got on the ballot. It passed. With over 60% of the people who voted saying, yes, they should have their uh, uh, voting rights restored. Um, and and then that's what the Florida legislator, which is in the hands of the Republicans, did. Put that poll tax and say, oh, no, wait a minute. Now, see, some of these people are on payments, you know, because they can't afford to pay it. And then you tack on the fact that as when you had that felony uh, uh, second class citizen status, you're going to get discriminated against in housing, discriminated against in uh, employment. And so, you know, they're just really in a tough spot. That's what it is. They they are allowing it, but by putting those stipulations on it, it's going to uh, keep a lot of people from voting. Yeah, and you know, Chief and, and Scotty and everyone listen, that is exactly what an exaction is. So they, they, it, it is an exaction. I remember we had a conversation about that. That's an, yeah. I mean, we did a show where we were talking about exactions, and I was asking you questions about it. That is an exaction. Yep, it's a willful wrong. It's a willful wrong, and so that that's it's it's, and that's why in the civil rights they said that you'll be subject to exactions of every kind. It's, it's bull. It's bull. Yeah, so, very important point. So, next next article. This one comes from Sputnik News. U.S. trooper rise in Guatemala to boast to boost border security. Ted, you think that's why they're down in Guatemala? No way in the world. No. Latin America. No. They right. don't have no authority to be monitoring somebody else's border. It, it's, it's, it's great. This is the war. This is the war. I'm telling you, this is the, the movement of assets and troops, the war that is going to be against Central America, North American, uh, 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 well, Mexico, Central America, and South America. So that's, um, but they, that's crazy. But they, when had they not been at war with them? When had, well, let, me, let, let me put it this way. Because right. to be at war with somebody means that they're at war with me, okay? That means we wage war on each other. The U.S. has been, the U.S. Corporation, uh, USA Inc. has been waging war on them. They haven't been waging war on us. 
They've been, we've been waging war. And when I say we, y'all know what I mean. I'm not talking about me personally or you personally, but the uh, 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 people in charge of running the government and controlling the government. They've been at war with South. When you look at the 200 plus year of conflicts that the United States has been involved in, a lot of, we're talking about the Monroe Doctrine. You know what the Monroe Doctrine is, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, 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 I do. Yeah, Scotty, you're absolutely right. And it's, you know what it is? It's, it's colonization. The, the U.S. has been engaging in, 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 in violent colonization of, of um, multiple countries. And they've learned this from the British Empire, who actually, who actually taught them manifest destiny. So this is this has been going on for a very very long time, and this is the expansion, and this is the actual run up for the overall fight for Central and South America, and so that's what this whole thing is. So here it is: uh, the Guatemalan Defense Minister has confirmed that U.S. troops have been arrived in the country as a part of a new mission to boast border security amidst the irregular, 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 irregular. Yes. Irregular migra- migration crisis. <laughs> See, this is how they create a crisis that they actually is going to put them in a the position that they want to be in for what their real agenda is. Very, very significant. The war against the, the young people in this country. Well, no, I'm going to say everyone in this country is about to experience something that they, have, they haven't been subject to before. And it's going to knock everybody on their butt because the U.S. citizenry is not the benefits of the corporate military complex. Say that again. The U.S., every person that's a U.S. under the jurisdiction of the United States as a citizen is not, has not benefited well, it has, but it, it hasn't, is not the, in the same uh, alignment with the military, military industrial complex, as, as, as Eisenhower said. And that's because of this. See, they're insulated. And what's going to happen is that their policies and procedures, the losing, the, the losing side of that, they're going to shift the losses to that to every single person that's living here in this country as a citizen. So when you start saying that you support the U.S. military and that the U.S. military is, is you and you're going to benefit from this and that, you got a surprise coming. Because when that overall complex starts taking losses, guess where the, 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 the momentum and the real impact of those losses is going to be diverted to? the everyday citizen here. Dave, the reason that people, I feel like people say that when they, oh, we thank you for your service or I support the troops, that's because of programming. That's the only reason you're saying that. That's the only reason you're saying it. It's because other people say it. 
and they made it a thing. Because yeah. like I said on Memorial Day, the absurdity of asking me or telling me as a U.S. veteran, I thank you for my freedom when we live in a nation that has the largest population of prison slaves. And we are, are in the way we're police. I saw an article, um, you know, one of my uh, abolitionist comrade posted to our new abolitionist radio uh, page the other day. And I saw where it was talking about, I can't even recall how many thousands of people police have killed in this country. You know, citizens and non-citizens alike, man. They said it's more than troops who have died in recent conflicts, that the police have killed more U.S. citizens than U.S. soldiers have gotten killed in the Middle East. That's terrible, man. And so for and, and Dave, I know I know what you mean when you say that it's going to uh, um basically what you're saying is what these people the conditions that these people are fleeing from and trying to get into the United States for those conditions is going to exist for many more people in the United States because it already exists. Those conditions already exist when you look at when I saw an article the other day about L.A. County, you know, where you used to live. And they're saying that yeah. hom- homelessness is skyrocketing in that county. When you look yeah. at when you look at Alabama yeah. and, 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 and those southern states with high infant mortality rates, some higher, high, I think Alabama was cited as the highest infant mortality rate in the world. I thought, yeah. you wow. know, so. Well, the United States has the highest in uh, immortality rate, and and you're right of all the developed states. But the other thing that you have to throw in there is uh, black women. You know, in dying, the yeah, dying in childbirth. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. those conditions that, already that. exist for many of us already. Exactly, and exactly, and that's exactly what I mean. And what that's going to do is that is going to be explode by multiples by multiples well, Chief, you had something you wanted to uh, this is what Scotty was talking about this is also what you were talking about and I had sent you this but can I read a little bit yeah, of course Okay. instead of putting it in my face sure I, I'd appreciate if you would do that uh, I, I, when I get and I got stopped laughing at you because when I get to be your age I might have the same eye issues that you talked about so let me read it for you Despite the Robert Mueller's report conclusion that Donald Trump and his campaign did not collude, with your reading glasses on. You, you, you okay? I, I, I don't, Maybe I you're don't, smart. I, I, Go I, ahead, Keith. I, I don't, don't, start I over. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Start over. I'm sorry. I won't interrupt. Go ahead. Despite the Robert Mueller's report's conclusion that Donald Trump and his campaign did not collude with Russia during the 2016 presidential race, the new Cold War with Moscow shows little sign of abating. It is used to justify the expansion of NATO to Russia's borders, a move that has made billions of profits for U.S. arms manufacturers. It is used to demonize exactly. domestic critics and alternative media outlets as agents of a foreign power. It is used to paper over the Democratic Party betrayal of the working class and the party's subservience to corporate power. It's used to discredit detente between the world's two largest nuclear powers. It is used to justify both the determinant of civil liberties in the United States and U.S. interventions overseas, including countries such as Syria and Venezuela. 
The new Cold War predates the Trump presidential campaign that was manufactured over a decade ago by a war industry and intelligence community that understood that. By fueling a conflict with Russia, they could consolidate their power and increase their profits. Seventy percent of the intelligence carried out by private corporations, which has been called the world's most profitable spy operation. And, and you know what? It, it hasn't been over the last ten years. It's been it's the been fullest, the existence of it's the governing it's the it's the government system. It's 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 what I always classify as the system agenda. This is they just repeat these things over and over. It seems new to you, but it's not it's not new to the overall progression of how they cycle this thing is cyclical. So, yeah, Keith, what, that spoke exactly, you and Scotty spoke exactly to what my intentions was to convey to, to everyone. You gave real, real time, real life, real examples that everyone can see. Because like Scotty said, what, what we're going to see, the homelessness, the migration because of political economic strife that's going to be going on within the states when the pensions no longer pay and when this Medicare no longer pays out, Social Security doesn't pay out, when SNAP, and you know last week there were major outages of uh, uh, SNAP uh, uh, programs around, around, the, around the country, and all of those things are going to continue to manifest itself in a much broader and, and deeper uh, is going to be much deeper and much broader, and that scope is going to be much more painful to everyone. It's, no one will be immune from it. But if you prepare for it, what will happen is that you will be able to deaden the impact. So very, very true, and you, you two had, had laid that out very, very, very well. Um, so next article. Next article. This one comes from Press TV. Trump's giving Saudi Arabia anything they want, like nuclear technology. This is what Iran is saying. U.S. celebrity figurehead Trump is closest with Saudi Arabia is harming America's national security, said a top senator. Slamming the uh, commander-in-chief. I'm sorry, it wasn't uh, Iran that said that, but they had said that before in the past, but it was a U.S. senator that uh, said this as well. Slamming the commander-in-chief's uh, seven seven-time approval of a nuclear technology transfer to the kingdom, kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So check, uh, check out that article. Very, very true. Uh, Saudi Arabia definitely has nukes as well. So next article, this is from Project Syndicate. The end of the world as we know it. Pretty good article for you to check out. Next article. Wait, 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 wait. From what point of view? The point of, so they're talking to who? The, um, just talking about the, the Chinese and, I'm um, sorry, thanks, Keith from the Chinese and the U.S. relationship, uh, what it is. And it says, last month under pressure, U.S. celebrity figurehead Trump administration, um, administration Google terminated its co uh, cooperation with uh, the Chinese mega company, uh, Rahway, and believe me, it's too late. They're embedded in everything. Thereby uh, depriving the Chinese uh, smartphone market of its license used to Google Android software and related services. So now, let, let me just say why this is so important. Google and the Android software system is widely used throughout the U.S. Guess what they just told you? This is where the cyber attack and the viruses are going to embed and impact you. How many people use Google so, uh, uh, um, components or, or use Google in their lives? Everybody. I, I, I was about to say that. Just everybody. 
Everybody, if yeah. you're using the internet, if you're using smartphones that, that have the Android uh, operating system on it, that's everybody. Yeah, well, I just want to say to you and Chief for, for your smart but uh, re remarks, my my grandfather ain't got no smartphone. He, he live out in the country and, and, and he don't do none of that. I'm just playing. <laughs> but you're right, it's everybody. It's, it's everybody. And how many people use Android? There's a lot of people that use Android. You either pretty much use uh, Android Apple or you're using Apple's uh, on the iPhones. What's the, what's the Apple, Scotty? Because I know you don't have a, uh, you have an iPhone key? I have iPhone. Okay. What's the OIS system or o iOS. iOS system? Right, right, right. So now, what did they just say? What are they really saying here? What's, what's the back channels in this? When the U.S. chooses to use a false flag to hurt you, what are they going to say? Oh, it was the Chinese because it was here, and here's the false flag, and they just took everything out of, and they're going to harm you by those systems. It was embedded for that to actually, they actually gave you the poison so that they can ignite when it makes you sick, so you can come to them for what? Their care, not their cure. Man, it's, it's deep. So check out that article. Next article from Global Times. China's president expands on China's position on Syrian on the Syrian conflict, the Venezuelan conflict, Iran Iran's nuclear issues. The celebrity figurehead president of China, Jinping, expounded on China's position on the Syrian conflict, the Venezuelan conflict, the Iranian nuclear uh, issues during a joint interview with Russian media in Beijing on Tuesday. Uh, he's actually in Moscow to meeting with and, and establishing further war planning against the U against the US with Russia and all of their allies. And believe me, I I definitely think that there's gonna be a, 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 a German and a French representative that's going to be there in the shadows. So check out that article. Next article from RT International. Trump says there's always a chance of war with Iran. War between the United States and Iran is possible, celebrity figurehead Donald Trump said with uh, in an interview with Pierce Morgan. However, he stresses that it is not seeking armed conflict with Tehran. Come on, man, stop lying. Well, the key is let them lie. Let us stop believing their lies. That's the most important thing, Keith. I mean, I just had an epiphany. I mean, Dave, if if um, he wasn't seeking war, not only with Iran but other countries as well, he wouldn't put the people in his cabinet that he put in his cap. He wouldn't have put Pompeo in there as Secretary of State. He wouldn't have put uh, uh, John Bolton in there as, uh, you know, one of his top security advisors. He wouldn't have appointed uh, Elliot Abrams as his point man on Venezuela. So you're right, you know, uh, actions speak louder than words. He can say all he want to. Yeah, he made these campaign promises and saying that, oh, we're just wasting too much money. And he ain't even looking at it from a moral perspective. He's looking at it from a financial perspective, that these wars is costing us too much money and all. But then why did you put the people you put into your cabinet? Because that's who they told you to put in your cabinet. You didn't even pick your own cabinet is what I think. Man, Scotty, all the things you laid out is what, is what I was going to say. And the thing is, I would say this, Chief, 
uh, Pastor Keith, because he's playing the game, I had to get his attention back to, to, to the show here. And the thing that I would say is this, you wouldn't have ran for president. If you, if you really didn't want war, you wouldn't have ran for president. And this is why I say this. If you really didn't want war, you would have had a grassroots organization established against that. Against that agenda. But you went with the political expedience. You did the politically correct thing. You tried to show that you say one thing, but your actions are really moving into, like Scotty said, you're being told what to do. Very, very true. All of that is true. So, no, man. And, and, no and one last thing, uh, Dave. Dave. Yeah, 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 one last thing on since we on the topic of war. Let me say this real quick. I was disgusted. I'm I am disgusted by the celebration that the Queen of England hosted. They basically had a big party and you're supposed to be and it shouldn't even be called a celebration, but you're supposed to be observing D-Day where a whole bunch of cannon fodder lost their lives. You know, with the invasion of, of France on D-Day. And to me, I'm like, then you having a party and then like, you know, I don't be watching this stuff, but some people in the household might have it on the TV and I'm coming through the TV room and I'll stop for a moment to hear what they was talking about. So yesterday they was talking about, um, you know, the, the uh, different pieces of silverware that each place setting had. Each cups, they had all these different, like eight different glasses because one had champagne, another had this, another had that. Just excess, just excess, you know. And I was like, this is really inappropriate. Those people lost their lives due to wars they didn't create. And you're celebrating, you're having a party. And Donald Trump took his whole family. You know, I'm like, wow. And, and then, but the way the media, the entertainment media is, is putting it out there, like, oh, this, oh, Malia, uh, Malia, not, not Malia, <laughs> Melania Trump, oh, her gown looks so good, and, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is, y'all supposed to be observing those thousands of people that got killed on them beaches, and y'all having a party. Because, see, they celebrities, this is why I say they're celebrity figureheads. Because they're celebritizing to hide and to distract us from what's really going on. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Can't say it any 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 anymore. And it's very very important because the burdens of those things is going to fall on the everyday person. It's going to fall on and it's and it's been falling. It's just going to expand itself even more. Let me also make that other point that Scotty was making when he said he felt his own. He wasn't picking his own cabinet and stuff like that. Um, everything up until the time that Trump went into office, he's always been against these wars, if I can call call correctly. He always wanted, he wasn't for them, he wanted to get out of them, et cetera, et cetera. Well, he's done a 180 since then, and that would kind of lead me to what you were saying, that he's not making those type of decisions. And, and, and I would say, Keith, um, he said those things. But he wasn't... He, he said that he was against these things. He said those things, but he was never led against them. 
He just, it was just, you know, that's the overall politically correct thing to do. And politically correct is always morally wrong. And Obama was no different. And all the other celebrity figurehead presidents and, and, and people that you see in front of a camera. Let me tell you, I would just put it this way. Anytime you see a camera on someone, the camera is rolling because they call for action and they got actors in front of them. Sure. So just, just, just be mindful of that. The most, the, the most likely scenario is that this individual is saying something in contradiction to what they're really doing and what they really care about. It's just because the camera is there and there has been a narcissistic addiction that has been perpetuated against uh, uh, and put a, 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 well, a drug that's been actually marketed and pimped throughout our society. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's a nauseating. It, it, to me, it really is. Next article. This one comes from RT International. Syria, Iran, North Korea on agenda as the celebrity figurehead president of China meets with Putin in Moscow, 70 years since the diplomatic ties began. There's a lot in common cause on the table for the leaders of, of Russia and China as they meet in Russia's capital. The visit coincides with the 70th anniversary of Beijing opening diplomatic relations with Russia. It's very significant. Going to be looked at as one of the, the, the documentaries of the past will be documenting this and, and they'll, they'll be laid out. It's funny, I have an idea of what they're going to be saying. And what they're going to be saying is the fall of the U.S. empire greater than Rome. I think that would be a title of a documentary, The Fall Greater Than Rome, the U.S. Empire. They're talking about in the future years? Yep. Yeah. Yep, and this is going to be some of that. See, they're not documenting every anything, Keith. In my opinion, what they're doing is they're following the script of the past. And if you, you look at... If you look at... And we mentioned this on Tando in the past when I was mentioning that I was reading up on the fall of the Roman Empire and what led to the fall of the Roman Empire and the very same things that they were doing that led to their downfall is occurring with the United States. Didn't they, yeah. Wasn't they about all about military conquest? You just read an article about U.S. troops going to be in Guatemala and we know they yeah. you know, in over 180 countries in the world. Well, you know, that, it, that costs money. That costs money, people, all right? And then yeah. they were talking about the corruption and, and then, you know, the, uh, what it, what do they call that? Um, um, the 1%. They had their 1%, you know, uh, yeah. back in the day. They it, sure did, yeah, they had their yeah. 1%, and it was a lot of corruption and, and turmoil. And and we it's playing out. Just go read up on the factors that led to Rome's downfall, and you will see it, it. It lines up exactly what the United States has been doing. And the empires don't last always. All every empire falls because it has an expir, expiration date, like your milk at the grocery store does. It does. It's only good for so long. Yeah. 
but uh, and, and you're right about that. Because it's built because, off of malevolence. Right. And, and, and society is exactly what you said. They, they, they're cyclical. Uh, but I got to point out what Scotty's saying is uh, with the Roman one, I mean, man, I mean, this one is almost Ro- like the Roman Empire. The, the, the Roman Empire really, the thing that it did with it is, is that it fractioned, it fractioned itself out. And the the United States Corporation is actually a fraction of the Roman Empire. There is no, there is, it's not a coincidence that it has a lot of this overall uh, statuist uh, buildings that are Ar- architect, architect. The architect, it, it's 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 it's. It's the propaganda, the seeding of everything. It's, yeah. it's the ritual, it's the religion that's being practiced here. Yeah. So the same thing is going to happen to the overall empire of the United States. It will fracture in itself. This is why I said it, I call it the, the uh, untied states of America. Yeah, and, it, and it's the same as, like you said, religiously, socially, economically, financially, economically, culturally. militarily, culturally. Yep, yep. It's all it's all a part of the 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 script. The great script. So check out that article. Next article, uh Chief sent this one to me from Truth Digs. <clears throat> Manufacturing war with Russia. So oh that's the one that's you, the one you was, were just was, reading yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very significant. So that's what's in the news. If you'd like to get in on the conversation at any time, definitely give us a call, 704-802-5056, 704-802-5056. And today's topic is that the things are, are, are brewing into a real global crisis, part three. And as we can tell from what's in the news, um, you, can, you can see a lot of that. And so when we come back, hey, Dave. we want to take a look at into, into the show. Yeah. Before we, before we go to break, for the listeners... Do not become afraid of the United States becoming the untied states. Because in no. my mind, that, that would be a good thing. You might think that, yeah, there's going to be some chaos. There's going to be, you know, birthing is not a smooth process. When you're giving birth to something new like a baby or something, you ask any woman that's giving birth. That, that's usually not a smooth process. There's going to be some pain. You know, there's going to be some groaning. And, 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 you know, that's just the way way birth process works. We, it will be an opportunity for for yeah. something better. And to be honest yeah. with, I'm, to be honest with you, just because the states become untied doesn't mean the states are the states are going to collapse. Okay, that that doesn't right. mean that. Okay, and and so you know, if, if North Carolina becomes a nation, then it's up to North Carolinians to make sure that it's a nation that uh, reflects their values and principles. And I know we all don't share the same values and principles, so that means that there, you know, that part of them birth pains, there's going to be a struggle for for yeah. you know how that state is going to be. But I, my main point is don't. Don't look at that as a bad thing of the untied states because it ain't benefiting you anyway now. In fact, it's the source of much of your oppression. Yep. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that Scotty came and said that because that's what we've been trying to project. There's going to be great opportunities that are going to be there. There's going to be an opportunity for us to what, Keith, 
to reformat and reorganize and, and, and actively come into a, a, a collective prudence to go in a different direction. And so that's a great opportunity is, is, is among us. And we have to seize it to our best benefit. And Scotty, you laid it out very, very well. One more article before we go into the uh, to the break. Uh, from this comes from South China Morning Post. Jinping uh, uh, highlights a rapport with Putin as China and Russia forge closer bond. Moscow and Beijing could be could be about to upgrade their relationship to, to something closer in an alliance as both try to fend off pressures from the West. And let me just say this. They are going to do that. And then after the untied states of America, China and Russia will go to war over the spoils of the winnings of the war, in my opinion. Great, great article, this one. And that was from South China Morning Post. And so we want to take a look at some things. So, all right, everyone, get ready to go to a commercial break. Uh, we'll be back in, in two minutes. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 704-802-5056. You're listening to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. We'll be right back after these quick commercial breaks. No, it really isn't. Because, see, people are thinking in terms of, well, they want to brag about being black, which means that they are implying that there's something incorrect about being white, even though these are the creations of the creator. See, and then so everybody gets into this black pride thing or white pride thing, and people immediately start taking sides. It's not about taking sides based on black and white. It's about taking sides based on justice and non-justice. Well, that's what you're really aiming for. Being black doesn't mean anything if you don't believe in justice. And being white doesn't mean anything if you don't believe in justice, except you mean in, you believe in non-justice. And that doesn't make any difference what shade you are, or how tall you are, or who your cousin was, or anything like that, or what so-called nationality you have. Like a lot of people say that they pr take pride in being an Englishman, or take pride in being a Frenchman, or take pride in being Afrocentric. Well, you're not supposed to be proud of any of those things if you don't believe in justice, because these words mean nothing. No nationality means anything. And, and waving a flag if you don't believe in not mistreating people. You've got to believe in not mistreating people, and you've got to believe in helping people that need help the most. Otherwise, you don't even have any business breathing. This is death. This is death, a spiritual death, because once someone violates you like that, I don't care who you are, you will never be the same. Talking about a sister where he's saying, um, I'm going to slip this drug to her and she don't even know what happened. You will never be the same. So any way that we can, this is the time to get out there and educate our people because we know the influence that hip-hop had. And like our wonderful brother, Paradise Gray from X-Clan said, the very tool that's been used to raise our consciousness and awareness, which is hip-hop, now is the main tool being used to destroy us. So we have to reverse it back to its original purpose and form. Drugs, gangs, violence, disrespecting our sisters, those are the same things that was being used to reverse those ills in our society. So it's not the time to be quiet. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, 
visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. If you'd like to get in on a conversation at any time, don't hesitate. Give us a call. 704-802-5056 is the call-in number. 704-802-5056 is the call-in number. And if you'd like to get in, just uh, you know, chime in. We'd love to hear from you. And we're going to jump into today's show. Today's show, the topic of today's show, is going to be uh, part three of <clears throat> today's show. Is, excuse me, everyone. Part three. And the name of, of today's show is uh, Things Are Brewing Into a Real Global Crisis, Part 3. And so I want to pick up where we left off yesterday, Pastor Keith. Remember yesterday, when we left off, we were reading an article from RT, and the title of the article, Cutting Off Oil Supplies to China is Equivalent to Declaring War, an analyst said, which is very, very true. Because basically now what you're doing is that you're using trade in order to invoke a military response. That's why political conflict turns into currency wars. It's a war. And then currency wars turn into trade wars. And then trade once trade stops going between countries, because when trade stops going into each country, what happens is that the trade that will be going between the borders with another country, they are actually held back from a country and diverted or are actually stolen or redirected or actually use as a way to bully someone into a position, you, you're trying to starve them out. This is where trade war always turns into shooting wars. And this is how oil is going to be used as a trade war mechanism that is going to bring in a shooting war between Russia, China, and uh, the BRIC nations themselves. So we left off there yesterday. I want to pick back up there. Uh, Keith, if you can, you're all right, Keith? Yeah. Just need to turn that off? Yeah. Okay, cool. So very, very important. So you, you do remember that, Keith. I know that it was uh, 24 hours ago. I know it's hard for you to retain 10 darn minutes. Um, <laughs> your, your name is Keith. Let me just say this, I, and I, 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 hate, I hate to do it, but I got to put my brother on front. So uh, I bet you just hate to do it. I, I do. I do hate to do it. I, I really do. So yesterday, Keith uh, leaves his phone somewhere. And Keith, he finally realizes that he doesn't have his phone. And he says, Dave, I left my phone somewhere. I said, all right, well, we got to go back. And he, he starts going through his little tantrum uh, because he left it and everything else. And then he says to me, he says, Dave, what did I leave behind? I said, Keith, you just said to me two minutes ago, you left your phone. You need to go back and get your phone. And then I had to remind him. Two minutes, two seconds ago, what he said to me. And so I just thought it would be the appropriate thing for me to do is to remind Pastor Keith that his first name is Keith. So I just so I'm not hard on Pastor Keith, but I just want him to remember his name is Keith. Okay. So Pastor Keith, you remember that we had this from from yesterday, right? So now. Want to pick up here? So just to surmise what it was, I'm gonna pick it back up where we where we left it off, uh, and it was right here. Keith, uh, South Korea switches to Russian crude to replace banned Iranian oil. So just below that, right there, see, Keith, is, is where we uh, left off. I think 
One second. Okay, here, no, no, we're right here is, is where we need to pick up heat, okay? So, well, hold it. Before you pick up there, Yeah. Uh, let's make that mistake that you had just said. Mm -hmm. Let's go down just a little bit there. Mm -hmm. And let's, let's uh, just slightly real fast. Sure. I want to read the highlight there. Yeah, go ahead. South Korea. I just read that. Keith. I understand that, but okay, I think ahead. that needs to be emphasized. I just wanted to remind you. I didn't know if you had a... Okay, go ahead. South Korea switches to Russian crude to replace banned Iranian supplies. Yes. Let's put that in perspective. South Korea is an ally. Who? What's an ally? Was. But but that's my point. Yeah, yeah I know. I know what you're saying. Too. Right, right. Our ally. Yeah, but Keith, Keith. Allies, right. allies. I I don't think that's the word. I know that's the word they use, Keith. But really, they've been dependents. Does right. that make sense? Right, Shadi. They're dependent, and now their dependency has become their weakness. So now they have to go to what someone else that they can depend on. But we're but, but you're, you're but right. Point is we're forcing them all to do that. And I want you to, to 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 elaborate more on that and what and and what are you seeing and why is that so significant? Because you're right. Well, it goes back to what I was saying. To it looks like the United States of America is sabotaging their own demise. Sure. Yeah. I have yeah. a question. Yeah. Go ahead, Scotty. Okay, so like Keith said, I'm going to use the word ally, you know, supposed to be friendly. You know, the governments are supposed to be friendly. Now, I thought the United States produced oil. Don't they produce oil or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why would South Korea go to Russia to get its oil and not the U.S. to get its oil? I never and hear that, these. I never hear yeah. these countries that are... And again, this is the U.S. dictating to those countries who they can and cannot do business with and what have you. You know, just like the EU, they telling the EU and we're not going to give any more uh, waivers or whatnot. These countries then don't turn to the United States to make up those energy needs. They turn to other countries. They don't turn to the U.S. So either the U.S. is not producing as much energy as they as they say they do. Or, or it's like we've been saying on the program that they just don't want to do business with the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and that's your point. yeah, it, 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 they are all in the same bed, right? But my point is, all those same beds you're talking about are still coming about because of the actions of the United and States. Like, like you're saying, like what you're saying, Keith, is that. Now, why aren't they getting exclusively their oil from the U.S.? And 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 you're you're and, and what you're saying is so correct. I won't interrupt you again, but go ahead, Keith. But but you're right. See, the the, the thing is, they can get the oil from the United States, right? They could, but the thing is, you know, there was a I saw a thing on a on a old old black. Uh, but is there a better com. deal out there? Well, yeah, right. and, and they're prepared to do that, and we are not, yeah. you know. Yeah. So we set up a scenario for them to do those things. It's kind of like I was talking to Dave the other day about the Etzel. Yeah. Now, the Etzel was, people know that as one of the greatest car failures that ever existed. 
What they don't know is the Esso was probably the best car being produced at the time. Yeah. But the problem was they weren't ready yeah. to supply and make all the supplies that needed to be done at this that time. And that's kind of like where the oil is. There was no commitment there. Yeah, they weren't ready. They weren't prepared. Yeah. So the United States has set up some of these things. They could probably supply a lot of that oil. They're not ready. Yeah. And, it's, and, and, and Keith, and it's a big important thing because, like you said, uh, South Korea is supposed to be in good relationships and in treaty relationship and in support of the United States. And the United States is supposed to be in support. That's what an ally means, is that you support each other's agenda, militarily, trade-wise, economically, and everything else, right? right. You're, you're on the same side. Right. Right? And, and so the, the point that you and Scotty are making is, 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 is so important. South Korea switches. That's the key. They switch. They switch from the alliance and the agreements that they had with the U.S. because guess what they did? They contracted themselves with new agreements. But my point is, you're exactly right, but my point is, from my vantage point, it's like the United States forced them to switch. Of course they did. Of course they did. Right. Right. And that's my point. Because, you know, they never had a table of negotiation. They had a table of, of ultimatums. Absolutely. Which as most nations do. Yeah. Well, most nations, and this is why I say that the, the fall of the so-called, quote-unquote, the fall of the Russian Empire in the 90s was the smartest thing. Because what it did is that it made the table bigger, broader, and deeper for the U.S. to choke on. Yeah. The, I mean, genius, but asymmetrical it, move. But still, and it, to go back to my point, right? But it didn't have to. No, no, the no. United no. States, but the, 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 the United States, it didn't have to. It was an opportunity for the United States to boom, and they did. But they did it through nefarious means, right? Because that they could have done it, similar to now. now I'm making a comparison. No, no, I know it's, it's kind of like this. It's like if you have a, let's say you have a baseball pitcher, and his best move is, is his fastball, right? right? A fastball or, or, or a cutting fastball, right? Mm -hmm. A cutter. Once he makes it to the World Series and he's been using that fastball and that cutter, guess what he's going to have? A real false sense of security that that fastball and cutter is going to win him the penny. Because they all know how to do it. Because they, they see that that's what they always use. When the other team has already set them up for the, for the, for the big games, where, they, were, where they, they realize that the wins right now are meaningless because the pennant is the objective. So what do they do when they play them in the regular season? They just swing at the fastball and cutters and don't really try to make contact on them. It's a setup. So the United States got inebriated in the wine of, uh, of arrogance and splendor, and they've, been in, and they've been intoxicated ever since. They're unstable. They're drunk. And so what you're saying is, yeah, it's, it's so, so true. So I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's why that 
that article, that part of that article was so, so telling. But it's not just South Korea that's switching. Which is my point. Yes. That's we why I went to you and you, you got quiet, and I just realized that you probably forgot what we were talking about, <laughs> so I just tried to bring you. But go ahead, Keith. So the, when you said we, you mean the United, United States, States is forcing the world. Go ahead, Keith. Yeah. It, it, again, I think it goes back to what, Scott? You know, all of this is so intriguing because it's also caught in itself. Yeah. And it goes back to what you and, and Sky was probably saying. I think that the United States, we look at the United States as an entity, a great entity, a superpower that's led the world and all this, whereas at this point in time, it looks like a pawn being sacrificed yeah. to carry out another person's agenda yeah. or another entity's agenda. In the global matrix, they always have pawns become kings, the opportunity for pawns to become kings. And it's set up. The board is set up. It's staged. So really good, important point. So now um, to, to, to further these points, we're going to pick it up from, from yesterday, and we've got to put it into today. And at any time, if anyone would like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 704-802-5056, 704-802-5056. Is the uh, uh, call in number okay? So really quickly, uh, okay, Keith, I'll pull that back up real quick. And so there you go, Keith. So now, yesterday we were talking about we were talking about uh, the oil being used to as a wedge to actually to 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 really bring about a trade war that turns into a shooting war with China. Why do you think China's in Russia today? And we're going to get back to that, to, to that. But let's pick it up. Keith, pick it up from here. This is where we need to pick it up from, right here. Right here, Keith. And, and we're going to, we need to talk about this. is very important. Now, this comes from the article. Let me set the table, Keith. We, this comes from an article, Ch uh, Cutting China's Oil Supply. That's your article. is from uh, RT International. Cutting off, uh, excuse me, cutting off oil supplies to China is the equivalent to declaring war. An from an analyst, and that's very, very true. So we want to pick it back up from there, uh, Keith, and it's going to be right here. Go ahead, Keith. Over the past year, China's biggest energy producers have started to tap more tight oil and gas wells, aiming to increase domestic oil and natural gas production at the world's largest crude oil importer, as the world's largest. Uh, at and, and that's because China has a lot of oil that they, because of their economy and their country is so big, they, they ha, they're a big consumer of oil, okay? Because oil, if you want to smother a country, if you want to smother a country and you want to really attack a country, what you do is that you use oil to control country. Because without the resource, and this is why you always use money. Money is a resource, and oil is a form of money. So what they do is they use oil to control countries. They use their other resources to control every single person on the world in the, in the, um, that lives here. Right, go ahead, Keith. What was that PetroChina? A PetroChina test oil well at a shell field in western China to finally mean a strong commercial potential for shell oil. For the first time, the world's top crude importer, Morgan Stanley, said earlier this year, the shale boom in China, however, would be just a fraction of the U.S. shale revolution. Morgan Stanley expects Chinese shale oil production 
to reach between 100,000 BPD and 2 barrels per day. BPD means barrels per day. By 2025, which is nothing compared to the millions of barrels of oil pumped in the United States every day. Here it is. Now, very important, that, that one article, and it goes with this one, South Korea switching to a member of Sky, he's saying, wait, the U.S. puts out a lot, the U.S. has a lot of oil. I'm going to tell you, this area, of this, this hemisphere of the globe, because Venezuela is in this hemisphere, they're in South America. With Mexico and South America and the United States and in, in, in Canada alone, guess what? It actually is much larger by multiple times than the Middle East oil production. It's a lot. And then you add Brazil as well, forget about it. But it's all being manipulated for an agenda to do what? Subjugate mankind. Very, very important. So let's uh, go ahead, Keith, pick it up. We're going to pick it up here. And then I want to tie this in and why this is so important. Oh, well, I'll pick up this one. According to analysts at S&P Global, uh, Plantis Allen and Wood uh, oops, McKinsey, China is set to miss its 2020 shell gas production targets due to complex geological low well production and, and marginal economics and infrastructure uh, constraints. Energy independence is still a far-fetching idea in China's case. See, that's what they always want to project. Energy independence is something that we're not reached yet. Well, see, that's because they're manipulating, so you're always going to be, Scotty says the key word, dependent. They make the general population dependent on the marginal amount of energy that they put out, and they get them to pick and choose what energy that they make relevant to everyone else because then they can control the flow of it. See, when you think about Tesla and his free energy, you can't, you can't really restrict it from that standpoint. You, you can't, you, you can't st snipe it as easily, right? Because once people are aware of how to tap it, they don't have to dig into the ground. They don't need a drill. They don't need to put a big needle inside of the, the, the skin of the earth and put a syringe down there and, and draw its blood up, which is black gold known as oil. You can actually get it from harvesting and out of the atmosphere. And they didn't want you to be able to do that because when you have resources, what need do you have for a boss? None. When you have resources, what need do you have to give your energy to someone else and be dependent on them to provide for your everyday needs? None at all. You're self-sufficient. You're self-determined. And this is why oil, because oil, in order for it to be used as an energy source, it has to be actually surgically removed. Whenever you see, there's a reason why an oil rig and an oil drill looks like a surgical piece of equipment. You know why? Because it is. It is. It's pulling the earth's blood out of the earth. Look, look at how an IV works. Look at how they draw blood. What are you seeing? You're seeing oil mining. Oil mining is blood mining. And like oil, when it comes out of the ground, it has a shelf life, and it has to be put in the barrels. When you look at 
when someone draws someone blood, what do they do with the, the overall blood? They put it in the bowel or they put it in the bag, right? Why do they have to do that? Because that's how they preserve it. So what happens when the oil comes out of the ground? It has to be put what? Into a barrel to contain it, and then you can preserve it. Guess what happens to blood? It has an expiration date. When they draw your blood, they got a date when they got it so that they can put on an expiration because guess what happens to it after a while? It spoils. Guess what happens to oil after you take it out of the ground? Same thing. So what are they trying to do? They're trying to kill off the lifeblood of the Chinese economy. And what that does to China destabilizes it, and then guess what? Now you can have regime change in China. You can have a regime that's more what? Western indoctrinated and controlled. Uh-oh. You see the big fight that's brewing? You see the big fight? So the article goes on. Where did I pick up? It's still a far-fetching idea in China's case. Equally far-fetching is the idea that a fallout from the trade war could result in stiffening oil, the Chinese oil imports. According to, to Neil, an analyst for, for Stanford C. Uh, Benson and Company in Hong Kong, quote, it only happens when both countries are going to, ooh, what's that word, Keith? Into war. Quote, it only happens when both countries are going into war, cutting off oil supplies to China to some extent is equivalent to the declaration of war. This is what was told to Bloomberg. China, however, appears to be filling its strategical petroleum reserve in recent months. Let me stop right there. China is filling its strategical petroleum reserve. You know one of the biggest uh, uh, storage of petroleum reserves that China is is uh, filling and securing Venezuela. 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 So what does that mean? The overall attention that a U.S. has to have to choke off China, it has to start where in Venezuela, and it has to be by way what a military intervention, and they're not going to allow that to happen. Man, this is about to get real ugly, y'all, because as this was quoted, it only happens when both countries are going into war. Cutting off oil supplies to China, to some extent, is the equivalent to the declaration of war. And I take, all, I take reference to that. It only happens when both countries... I, I don't like that statement. And the reason why I don't like that statement is because it's kind of like... Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, uh, not upset nobody. It's kind of what the Republicans do. Yep. You know, it's kind of like filibustering. And my example to that is the Republicans filibustered for 780 sometimes. The, uh, the Democrats did it like 16 times, but the argument is, well, both sides do it. The reason why I make a reference to that is because both one side is being forced into it by the other side. So to say that, oh, this is being done because both sides are moving into this, I think that's, a, that's kind of an unfair statement because really one side is kind of forcing the other one's hand. Right, right. And, and that's what's being <clears throat> uh, 
really this is what that article is about, that, yo, they're going to be doing this, and that's going gonna, gonna to end into a declaration of war. So the last part of the article, due to the trade spat over the past few months, China has also only sporadically brought crude oil and liquefied natural gas from the United States. A sharp reversal from the booming Chinese imports of American energy at this time last year. There was even some months where China uh, purchased no U.S. crude at all, according to now. What is that doing to the U.S.? What is that doing to China? The U.S. China is doing the, the their response to this is, is equally harmful to the U.S. So now they're buying their oil and gas from natural their, the um, their um, LGN their liquefied natural gas and their oil from somewhere else. Who are they buying that from? Iran and Venezuela and Russia. Who is the U.S. sanctioning now directly? They're directly. It's not Venezuela that they're directly sanctioning. It's not Iran that they're directly sanctioning. It's not Russia that they're directly sanctioning. What they're doing is that they're having a trade embargo against China. And when you do that and you use oil in that, it's a declaration of war. China has already declared war on the United States because the U.S. has first declared war on them. Is what this is really doing and what, how this is going and, it's, and that, that momentum can't be changed. No. It can't be changed. Let me end it out here. It says, uh, according to the uh, EIA data, it also drastically reduces LG, uh, its LNG imports from U.S. as China has a 10% import tariff on American LNG. So what is, US, what is China doing? Oh, you want to have trade wars with us and you want to tariff our stuff? Guess what we're going to tariff? your light, your liquefied natural gas and your oil shipments. Now, where do those oil shipments and natural gas shipments have to go? They got to go to somebody else to buy it. Well, with, and, right. and, other, and other allies are, are doing what? They're switching. Right. 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 Which goes back to... Wait, 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 Keith. Okay. So what is, what is that going to cause the U.S. to do? They're going to have to Force their con enforce their contract by force. They're going to have to enforce their contract agreements with these nations by force. How do you do that? You destabilize the geopolitical climate around the world. You invoke war, and when you invoke war, what happens to the overall price of oil? What happens to the overall demand for oil? It skyrockets. So guess what these countries will have to do? Well, I gotta get oil and gas from somewhere. So guess what? I gotta have to. I'm gonna have to get it from you, else I'm gonna starve as well. And guess what? Both sides are gonna do. No, you need to get it from us. No, you need. And so China and Russia are gonna do what? They're gonna invoke things that do what? Sabotage and and make sure that their natural gas and is the only option for a country. This is how wars go global, and this is how they turn into GNW1, Global Nuclear War 1. It ain't the first time, but in our times it will be. So this is huge. Let me end it here, Keith, and then I know you have something. Well, we got to go to a commercial break. When we come back out of the commercial break, I want to uh, uh, bring something else into this 
why this is so significant. You're listening to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call. 704-802-5056 is the call-in number. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Make Black Talk Radio your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. Welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 704-802-5056, 704-802-5056. We just finished this uh, one. Let me finish this one uh, part of the article um, and, why, and, and see, look at some of the significance. So here we go. <clears throat> a tariff set to be rise to 25% on June the 1st. Are we past June the 1st, Keith? Yeah. So China has now had a 25% tariff on LNG coming from the U.S. and oil from the U.S., and LNG is liquefied natural gas. Even those Chinese buyers that have continued to purchase U.S. LNG are now looking to swap American cargoes for cargoes for nations not subject to tariffs. Traders with knowledge of, the, uh, of these plans told Bloomberg in early May. With the trade war heating up, China appears to be rallying all means and resources available to reduce the role of the U.S. in its economy and economic growth, as Beijing has lost trust in the U.S. both as a supplier and an exporting market. What does that basically mean? Beijing now knows that they may even have to keep, you ready, preemptively attack the United States militarily. I said that because this is the climate that's being set up. And to augment that, before that would happen, check this out. Can you check this out? I want you to, to, to read this. This comes from the South China Morning Post. China, this one, Keith. Where do you want me to read? Uh, always, we always give the context, where we're getting the context from. China and Russia have closed ranks. No, no, this one. South China Morning Post. Okay, an article from South China Morning Post. Go ahead, Keith. China and Russia to close ranks and united front against American pressure. Let me stop there. Now you see the ingenious strategy that Russia had, the KGB had, and Russia had against the U.S. Let's let them be the only one to be the only superpower for about 20 years and they'll fall. Their overall consumption, their gluttonous, their intoxication will bring about an addiction. And what happens to people that are addicted on drugs? They fall apart. And what is happening as you speak now? And actually when you see someone that's addicted to a substance, they become self-mutilators, don't they, Keith? Sure. What are you seeing the corporation of the U.S. doing right now? Self-mutilation. Why? Because they're high on their own supply. Why do you say that about, I, well, uh, Wait, Keith, you, you, yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm quoting you. Yeah, and let yeah, me remind yeah, you, I know yeah, your name yeah. is Keith. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay, yeah. so that, that's what they're doing. That's what it's, we're seeing. It's, that's what's and, going on. and you keep saying that they're, they're doing this to themselves. Why are they sabotaging themselves? Well, when you're a drug addict, but they weren't. They didn't. They weren't drug addicts then. 
And that's my complaint. I hear what you're saying. You're exactly right. Right, 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 right. But that's my complaint. Mm -hmm. My complaint is this all came about because of evil hearts. Right. Or without a doubt. They yes. didn't have to take the route that they could. They could chose to. Yeah. They, they okay, kind of like what China is doing. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, China is moving to an evil so arena. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're moving it to an evil arena. But if you look at how they went into how they built these countries, et cetera, et cetera, and how they put up, what is it, Bricks to Road mm-hmm. Initiative, et cetera, et cetera. Belt Those are ingenious. Belt and Road. Yeah. The, okay. new, the new Silk Roads. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And you could, it, it kind of goes back to what we call management. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'll always get more out of you as an employee if I treat you right, mm-hmm. then I'll get out of you as an employee if I dog you out. But she... You're looking at it from your standpoint of your moral convictions, and these people don't have that. Same and that's the point that I'm making. Yeah. We, the, the United States don't have to be in the boat that they are. They are there because they were evil in the beginning. Right, but they have to be there because that's why they call themselves the United States Corporation. Because if it was anything sincere, it would be something different, and it wouldn't be what it is. Right. This is why you contracted and you established that overall a corporation as an entity, as a personship. And when you do that, that's because you're hiding your malevolent agenda. Because you don't need to do that. If you are sincere, you don't need to create a system outside of the ecosystem. It's perfect. Right? So when you want something that, that, that is, see, the ecosystem isn't perfect for control. So you have to create something that would be perfect for your control, such civilization. So, yeah, and that's what, that's what we're saying. So now, let's pick it up, Keith, right here. Right, right, right here. Moscow and Beijing could be about to upgrade their relationship to something close to an alliance as both try to fend off pressure from the West, sources say. There's the war. And enemies make strange bedfellows. Yep. Big business has a way of making enemies friendly. So let's let's pick it up here real quick, Keith. Let's just read a little bit of it uh, before we elaborate on this. Uh, go ahead. China and Russia are expected to elevate their already close partnership but publicly pledged to safeguard their ties from external interference as pressure mounts from the United States, according to sources. Researchers and Chinese state media reports. The commitments are expected to come during Chinese President Xi Jinping's three-day visit to Russia to mark the 70th anniversary of diplomatic relations between the two countries. Xi arrived in Moscow on Wednesday, and it is scheduled to hold talks with Russian President Vladimir Putin at the Kremlin before attending a formal reception and performance at the Bolshoi Theater. Okay, so now let's, let's pick it up there. Here's the significance of it all. Before you go to war with the country, you have to have your last meetings of alliances to set that forward. In my opinion, this is some of the last meetings before the overall apparent war of the world is set. 
And there's going to be the movement of individual countries in and out of alliance and agreements that's going to be shifting. Who, how the overall platform will be laid out now will not be the same platform when it ends. It will go through different degrees of, it will actually, it's going to be a very fluent war and the, and the dynamics of it is going to change and the participants are going to change dramatically in drastic changes. So now China and Russia knows the same thing, that the overall intention is by sanctions and tariffs now, which leads to overall wars. So now what are they doing? They are commingling themselves and alliancing themselves with their partners, partners and, 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 and actually <clears throat> ratifying those alliances. Who's all being sanctioned now? The, the, the key now is from the United States is what country isn't under U.S. trade wars and sanctions and tariffs now? Guess who, Keith? None. And by the same token, the United States people wake up and recognize that we are, in fact, being sanctioned. Yep. Very, very important point, Keith. Very, very important point. And those sanctions now are going to, do you think that in the surrenderings or in the change of heart, the negotiations will be that the U.S. will be able to be in the same position that it was before and to be able to weigh itself, wage its overall colonialized agenda the way it has before? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Even if right now they decide to, okay, let's talk. We, we don't want to move this direction. Guess what the overall re, uh, uh, the comm uh, demand will be? Guess what the ultimatum will be? Those that used to give the ultimatum will now be the burden of the ultimatum. Very, very important. That uh, usually means that someone wants to chime in. Um, one second. So, uh, no, I guess not. Okay. So, very important. It, you can't go back now. Well, you've already seen that because the United States tried to go back not too long ago to rejoin the Iran deal. Mm -hmm. Because they pulled out of it, which started a whole bunch of this mess. Mm -hmm. And recently, well, fairly recently, the United States went back to try to rejoin that deal. Mm -hmm. And they said, we don't want you. We don't want you. Right. Right. Wait, wait, so now, wait, wait a minute. I'm confused. I'm confused, Keith. I'm, I'm confused. The Trump administration isn't trying to rejoin that nuclear agreement that the Obama administration set up. And something was said earlier. Um, I can't remember exactly what was said, but the Iranian official said that there will be no negotiation without with respect. You're not going to come. Oh, I know what it, I think Dave said. They said the U.S. is trying to set the table of ultimatums and and Iran isn't going for it. But you do have a call, Dave, 803. Yeah. Okay, one second. One, one second. Here we go. Um, caller out of, uh, oh, that's Sister Davis. I believe that is. I believe 803. Sister Davis, welcome to Tando Radio Show. What say you, Sister Davis? Uh, hey, uh, yeah, I, um, uh, good morning, everyone. 
you know, there is so much going on with the, the with the tariffs, the oil prices. Uh, uh, it's it's just phenomenal. I mean, what we're really up against. I mean, and to hear you guys talk, you know, because I've been listening, and it is so catastrophic. We're right on this edge of everything just erupting, you know, just to hear the different articles that you all have mentioned and you guys going back and forth with the tariffs. But one of the things that I've been watching personally, because it's more of the language that I speak, is the flooding and the food supply that we are about ready to embark on that's going to be catastrophic. And one of the articles that I'm reading, um, it's talking about 10 million acres of U.S. farmland. And I'm reading it. I got proof here, you know, like I'm talking out of my butt. I'm reading it here. Uh, and I can put it on Facebook. I don't have access to the BPR for whatever reason, but I put it on Facebook. But 10 million acres of U.S. farmland will be completely unused this year based on this flooding. And just like based on the tariffs that are all man-made because everybody's fussing at everybody else and all that, this global weather um, manipulation is going to bring the United States to its knees. Because right now, being in the transportation industry that we've been in, uh, you know, my husband and I have been in, I know that right now we're using all the storehouses right now of the rice, the grains, the, the corn, the produce, uh, the, the canned goods. And once that's depleted, you know, in cold storage with apples and produce and stuff, this cold storage, we are going to be hit with a global t- catastrophe because the Midwest is still underwater. And one of the things that happen in the Midwest dealing with, the, for example, the Mississippi, they have barges that go up and down that then have rail yards and shipyards that then the tractor trailers in the, in the uh, transportation industry will then pick up and deliver to various places. Well, with all this eight, really it's about six to eight weeks now of, of um, Mississippi and the Midwest being underwater, that those barges are still sitting. The railways are underwater, so a lot of the the transportation of the airways are are, are stopped. So when all of what we have in the storehouses are depleted, we're not going to get new shipments. It says 10 million acres of U.S. farmland is going to go unused this year because once the water goes down, it's going to take a whole nother season because we're already in June. So it's going to be next season before they can plant. And we really need as a people, you know, understand what we're saying with the gasoline. If we don't eat, that's going to be it. And even the water sources, you can understand the reservoirs that are in the Midwest are contaminated with farmland, with fertilizer, with animal feces. It's so, you know, the news on the, you know, Good Morning America, they do like a little tiny little view of, oh, what's going on. Levies are breaking, people's lifestyles are changing, and they're not really making a big deal about it. They talk more about Trump going to England than what's going on right here. And maybe in the next week or so, the next couple of days, we need to have a whole show that talks about what we need to do to prepare. 
because yes. just taking, you know, grain yes. and putting it in a can and putting it in your basement, that might, you know, that's what people think they need to do, but you have to worry about rodents. There's a whole bunch of uh, domino effects that go into purchasing and storing food that we need to talk about that people might not understand is coming down the, is coming down the pike. Right now, everybody's yep. talking about, oh, Jay-Z's a billionaire. Well, Jay-Z's billions ain't going to help us when we're trying to eat. And it's, it's, really, it's, it's really a situation that is catastrophic. Now, this morning on Good Morning America, they're talking about a weather system that is going to come up through the um, panhandle, come across Alabama and, and those states, and then come up the uh, eastern states that's going to be torrential rain on a lot of these areas that already have had torrential rain. Now, the north, the, the, the southeast along the coast, you know, uh, they're not in a flood stage, but could potentially be some flood stage. And this is all being globally set up by the powers that be to bring us to our knees. And I just wanted to bring that out before the end of the hour. You know what, Sister Davis, what you said was so relevant because it plays right into today's show because this is what you have is you have the perfect global storm brewing. And what Sister Davis is speaking about, I know firsthand is, is very, very true. And what she said about the, the timing and everything else, the cold storage, the dry storage, and, and the uh, being able to uh, have a new harvest. You can't have a harvest this year, so you're going to go a season without a harvest. Now, if you really think about that, and all of this is, in my opinion, is done through weather manipulation. Is is they weaponize uh, weatherization. And some of the countries that are really, really good at that is the U.S., China, and Russia. So now, if I'm Russia and China, and I want to destabilize the, the one that is actually going to invoke this overall oil embargo against me, which is doing the exact same thing to me that the floods are going to be doing to, to them, wouldn't that be a fair exchange, Chief? Absolutely. So this is really, really multifaceted. It's, it's really beyond what we thought the capabilities of war is in today's world. It is far-reaching. It is deep. And like a U.S. general said before, the United States will no longer be a sanctuary during confrontation. Hey, it's Dave. that sanctuary law is going to be vast, vast, vast. And Sister Davis laid out the, a part of this agenda is here and why we need to prepare. One second, Scott. And we are going to do a show on preparation of, of food and everything else. Uh, I'm going to go to Scotty, then we got another caller uh, that's uh, in queue that we're going to go to as well. Great, great comments, Sister Davis. So, so true. It all plays into it. Yeah, go ahead, Scotty. Yeah, speaking to our comments about BTR community, um, you log into it just like you log into Facebook. It got a username and it got a password that is sent to you uh, once you uh, have a subscription. Uh, I believe uh, you all suspended your subscription. And I also tell people, if you have a problem getting in, to give me a call. Um, we just added like 10 new members in, in the past uh, month. Um, so uh, if you want access, all you got to do is call me, but it worked just like Facebook username, password, log in, and it logs you in. Um, now Dave, I don't know about no weather manipulation. Um, I'm not a believer in that. You know, I'm not disputing it. I just never seen no evidence and I've never really, um, had interest 
and studying it. But also, you know, I know some pe- people that listen to this program, we uh, subscribe to different things. Let me hang up this phone. Uh, we subscribe to different things. I know some of us don't believe climate change is real, or we believe that man is doing that and trying to destroy the earth. But I saw an article the other day that said that we might be living in the last generation right now. They're saying by 2050, after all the permafrost, they're talking about global warming, after all the ice, polar ice caps melt, all the permafrost is gone, that it's going to be catastrophic. And they're saying that it might be the end of the world. Now, when you mentioned that other art, title of that other article about the end of the world, I thought that was the article you was going to talk about, but it wasn't. But I saw an article yesterday saying by 2050, human life on Earth is done with. Now, whether whatever the cause is, they say it's because of us destroying the atmosphere with all this pollution and what have you. But how do you prepare for the end of the world? Um, you don't. You prepare to die. That's what you do. Um, in terms of, I was just talking to my cousin the other day, telling him how lucky we, he, we are. When I was telling him about, hey, I just saw a doggone fox run through the yard last night. He was talking about bears and stuff that was seen in this area. There's so much wildlife here. And I told him, we're lucky because hold on to your guns and make sure you keep some ammunition. When I say guns, I'm talking about hunting rifles and shotguns and stuff like that. Because we're going to eat. And we got a lot of ponds. We got a lot of streams. Do y'all have fishing gear? Okay? Just little simple simple stuff that you can do. When we talked about this um on past programs, it's not just being able to store up some food. How are you going to maintain that food if you don't have anything, any other food coming in to replace what you eating? Well, that's where fishing and hunting comes in. And and so, uh, yeah, I, I really have to stress, there are little simple things that we could do to feed ourselves in, in case of any disruption to the food supply. If you live in a, in a, um, area where there is wildlife um even in the city you know hey when you get desperate you'll eat some of them squirrels you know what i'm saying uh you'll eat some of them rats or whatever but can't you know you got to be able to hunt and fish and that's how that's how you know we started and i'm talking about mankind when i say we it's hunter gatherers hunter gatherers we need to get back in touch with that yeah, very, very well said. Um, real quick, let's go to Jenna uh, real quick because the uh, show before the show runs out. And we'll pick this up as well uh, tomorrow uh, because as Sister David said, we do, and as Scotty said, we do need to focus on preparation from that, how to properly prepare for this. And you do the best that you possibly can. Um, and I, I, I think that there's meaningful thing. The thing is that you prepare and then you can take on whatever it is that you have and then evaluate your situations from your preparedness situation, uh, position. So let me go to Jenna real quick before we get out of here. Jenna, welcome to Tando Radio Show. What say you, brother? Greetings. How are y'all doing? I just had a real quick question, and it kind of pertains to uh, Sister Davis and uh, Scotty's uh, statements. I've been seeing a lot of uh, uh, AR-style uh, 300 blackouts I'm not sure if a lot of the listeners know about that but it, it goes directly into the uh, into the hunting game 
that uh, Scotty was talking about in an AR platform to where you could uh, have more maneuver- maneuverability and, uh, and accuracy shooting this uh, hunting rifle. And I was wondering, is there a coincidence with the trade wars and like uh, Sister Davis was saying, as far as all of the land uh, being taken and being deemed unused or unusable? Flooded out. Excuse me? Flooded out, being flooded out. Yeah, yeah. with it being unusable, is that going to play a part into uh, the coming events? And I'll mute myself. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna pick that up tomorrow, uh, for for sure. And and because um, you uh, Jenna brought up about some of the the different uh, tools that you can use, and he talked about a a, a round, a, a caliber of a round known as a, a, a three hundred blackout, and it's basically what what that was. And we'll talk about that later. I'll, I'll explain. It basically they took a, hunk, a hunting rifle uh, from a three hundred eight or a seven point six two projectile. Encased it into a two-two-three round, uh, so that it won't have as much kick. Keith, so that you know, let's say if you're a, a smaller statue person, um, you'll be able to to use that and hunt that. But the projectile won't come out as fast, but it still have the overall kinetic energy. Uh, with now, that. let, let me ask the, this: <laughs> that that's for hunting big game, though, right? Not small game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's big game. That's big game in people. That, that, okay. That you, you, okay. Because, like, because, yes, yes. like, you know, we use a lot of shotguns when we go hunting for rabbits and and squirrels and stuff like that. You yes. know, shotguns with bird shot. You know, because uh, yes. some of these birds are edible. <laughs> you know, yes. turkeys yes. and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I saw a flock of turkeys uh, up the road the other day, man. So, yeah, man, I know. I know a lot of people have an aversion to guns and what have you, uh, given that a lot of people misuse them. But really, you're going to need them when stuff breaks down, not just to defend yes. yourself, but to feed yourself. Yep, yep. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, you need them for me in my overall case. You need them both for for uh, um, for hunting and you need them definitely for protection as well. Don't don't let them fool you. So great great show. We gotta get ready to get out of here. Uh, thanks to uh, Sister Davis for calling in. Thanks for Jenna calling in. Thank you, Scotty, for your participation. Pastor Keith will uh, pick this up uh, again, but we're going to definitely. Sister Davis was absolutely right. We we need to focus on that and read and go back over that over again. Um, and this is why I think that the podcasting of the past shows and everything else because there's so much information. That is that is out there, and there's so much to learn. And this is, you, you know, what learning should be a beautiful part of our lives. It's not a, it's it should be a beautiful, synchronized relationship that we have because it is. And it shouldn't, and don't take it to 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 where you need. It should be based off of fear. None of this should be based off of fear. All of it should be based off of the reality that you are capable of being self-sufficient. You know one of the things that we're afraid of, Keith? Removing ourselves from dependency. That paralyzes so many people. And they call anything else outside of that fear-mongering. That's because your, ooh, I almost, that's because your butt is scared. So, come on. Hey, what's your saying? What's your saying? Never scared, always prepared. Never scared, always prepared. We got to do that. Much love, much respect. 
Thank you all for listening. It's never goodbye. As always, we'll see you later. And before you ask for a fortune, make sure to give one away. We'll talk to you soon. Great creator, Willing. Willing. Peace. Gold dinar would have had serious consequences for the world financial system, but may also have empowered the people of Africa, something black activists say the U.S. wants to avoid at all costs. We're slicing cake.